Welcome to today's episode of the Mind of My Wellness podcast. This is your host, Danny, and I am so excited to kick off a bit of a series here on the podcast where I'm actually interviewing some of my past and current clients who have really just seen such incredible transformations so that you can hear it from them. I will be talking to clients who are night nurses, who are school teachers, who are moms, who are traveling working women, women who have very busy lives, but also very different lives and what their goals are. We'll dive into what results they saw, what actually made it sustainable for them so that you can hear it from others just like you. In this first client spotlight episode, I am talking to Ellie, who was a client of mine about a year and a half ago, and we met via Instagram, and she signed up for my one-on-one coaching program, and we focused on maintenance. We focused on body recomposition, and she was able to increase her calories from her maintenance up 200 more calories while losing 10 pounds. Yes, we did not go into a diet. We did not go into a deficit. She just got really consistent with maintenance for the first time ever because her eating patterns weren't very consistent. She got really consistent at maintenance. And then because she wanted to focus on body recomposition and building muscle, we were able to increase her calories. And yes, she lost 10 pounds really incredible progress. And since then, she has been so consistent taking what she's learned through macros and through building a sustainable lifestyle and has been able to maintain her progress a year and a half later. She no longer fully tracks, which I love to hear because at the end of the day, what I hope everyone with macros essentially learns is just the foundations on how to make smarter decisions with the food that you have available, with your choices, to support your overall lifestyle and your overall goals for the long run. So Ellie today, we'll dive into this in this episode, she is not fully tracking. She'll check in here and there, but really she's just built this routine for herself that is supporting her and her goals. And allowing her to maintain her overall progress. Ellie is also a nurse and she has much experience with night shifts. So if you are a nurse or a shift worker and or a night shift worker, you're also going to want to tune into this episode too, because she has a couple tips that have really helped her experience sustainable results. So let's jump into this episode. Welcome to the Mind and My Wellness podcast, your podcast for all things macros, movement, mindset, and everything in between. I'm your host, Danny Marenberg, an ex-yo-yo dieting cardio junkie turned sustainable nutrition coach who's helped over 1,000 women feel confident in their skin by learning how to eat for their goals without sacrificing a life well-lived. I created the Mind and My Wellness podcast to give you simple, effective, and manageable tips you can take away from each episode and implement in your daily life to look and feel like the best version of you. Each week, my guests and I teach you the secrets to mastering your health and owning your power. Nutrition, mindset, movement, and women's health are all topics you'll find here. 
think of our time together as your productive little health break from the day. So grab your headphones, fill up your water, and let's dive into today's episode. Hi, Ellie. I'm so excited to have you on the show today. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you. I have been counting down to this for, I don't know, we planned this like a couple of weeks ago, and I have just been having this date, like, can this be here today? <laughs> I've been so excited to chat with you too, because it's been a while since we've worked together, but I've still seen the amazing amount of progress that you continuously make especially just like understanding maintenance and understanding how to make smart decisions. I mean, you live a very busy and fun and full lifestyle in Chicago. But before we dive into that, can you tell us a little bit about yourself, who you are? Tell us a little bit about yourself. Yes, I am 27 years old. I live in downtown Chicago. I've lived here for the last five years. And I am a pediatric oncology nurse at the Children's Hospital down here. So I've done that uh, since I graduated college. And I'm originally from Michigan. I still have family there. So I go there a lot, especially Northern Michigan is my favorite place. But yeah, those are that's kind of my life right now. Amazing. So let's go back before we ever worked together before you ever discovered macros. What did your life look like? What were your goals? Were you having success achieving those goals? Tell us a little bit about that. Before working with you, which just to give a time frame, that was, I officially started working with you about a year and a half ago now. So spring of 2021. But before that, I would say I had always kind of had like my hand in something fitness wise. Like I went through a big orange theory phase. I went through a big running phase. That was a big part of my identity as many runners <laughs> uh, go through. And I actually haven't ran in a while. And I still am like, I'm a runner. I haven't ran in like months. <laughs> it just sticks with you. It's the identity. Uh, yep. Yeah. And I, I feel like though I would just be very inconsistent. I would sometimes, especially during COVID, do YouTube workouts. And I never, I never set like, concrete goals for myself though. I just kind of did fitness as a way to stay healthy, stay active, which is wonderful, but there was never really structure to it. And I think where my mindset was sometimes off was I I really considered myself like fit or healthy if I could run 10 miles and then I would do nothing the rest of the week because I'd be so sore. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and as far as nutrition, I really didn't think much of it. Again, my definition of healthy, healthy was just really kind of confused, I feel like looking back. And we talked a lot about that since then. But healthy to me was just salads. And I didn't like salads. And so if I wasn't eating a salad, I was like, am I unhealthy? <laughs> like, I don't, I don't know. And I would have some days, especially with my job. So I worked shifts, like about three shifts a week. I worked night shift for four and a half years, night shifts, day shifts, and it was just really inconsistent. And then also my eating habits were really inconsistent. So some days I would be eating probably way more than I needed to be eating, sometimes emotionally eating at times. And then other times I would be so busy or have no appetite and I would get really behind on meals and be really under eating that day. So it was just kind of all over the place. And then I found you. So I, I want to dive in in this episode too, because you have such a 
robust experience as a night nurse. Mm -hmm. I think it could be helpful for anybody else listening for any tips that you have that you've learned along the way. So I do want to dive into that. But first, at what point did you realize that you wanted to seek out guidance or support through a coach and and why macros? I'm trying to think. I I always got to kind of backtrack because it was not a very, like one day I woke up and I was like, I want to change my life today by implementing these four big <laughs> things that we'll talk about. My main four thing, uh, one of which is macros. Macros was actually kind of like the later end of the story. So the story started when actually my brother got sick in 2021. And I actually moved back to Michigan for a few months, lost all sense of routine, was just kind of taking care of him with my family. And then was there for three months, came back to Chicago where I live, came back to work. And I just started struggling with a lot of anxiety. And I kind of just hit a place where I was like, I'm going to either sit on my couch every day and kind of go to a dark place, or I could start kind of adding things to my days to try to make myself feel better. And very mindlessly, I followed you at some point on Instagram. You probably showed up on my Explore page. I don't know. I wish I remembered because that would be a really cute moment to remember. Yeah, That's you how you find up. people on Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> you popped up. And by the higher powers, I'm actually going to yeah. say that. So, <laughs> <laughs> so you popped up. I followed you just from a place of, you know, if I can pick up a small habit here or there for health and nutrition or fitness and nutrition, whatever it may be. Great. I started following you and you started talking about your step goal. So I copied your step goal and I started one <laughs> and that kind of got me up off my couch. It kind of got me just a little bit more um, intention to my days. And it started to help a lot with kind of my anxiety and sadness that I had about things I couldn't control. And then you start talking about your water goal. So I copied your water bottle. You got, your <laughs> yeah. got mine here too. And uh, started a water goal. And then... I was more consistently working out, but I didn't actually switch to Sadie Active Strength Training by copying you for a few more months. And then at that point, I had adapted a, a step goal, a water goal, switched to strength training from more Orange Theory and yoga, switched full-time to strength training five days a week. And then I was like, you know what? I am feeling so good after months of having this sort of routine in my life. And, and I could notice the changes in my mental health, that from a fitness standpoint, I was like, I want to try macros just to kind of see if I can build some muscle because I was noticing that I was building some muscle from the activities I was doing, but I wanted to kind of see where macros could take me with that. So it's a very big picture that I see macros as because I don't think of macros as fat, proteins, carbs. I see macros as part of my routine with my sets, my water, my workouts, and all of those lifestyle changes. And then macros is just kind of like that cherry on top for it all. You mentioned your goal of building muscle. When we started working together to kind of paint a picture, you wanted to build muscle and, and kind of focus on body recomposition. And so with Ellie, what we did was we we started out and on the you know, initial onboarding call, we're diving into, you know, what your lifestyle looks like, your dieting history, all of that good stuff. And we started moving through a slight reverse diet. And I would love to hear about your experience when you did start 
tracking your macros and you did start eating more, what did you experience? What was that like for you? Because before, I feel like I always struggled. I was like, is it truly a reverse diet? Because I was so inconsistent before. Mm -hmm. I was Mm -hmm. way overeating some days, way under eating others. Again, not from a place of intention, just kind of happened that way. And then when I started at maintenance macros that you helped me figure out, here's how much you know, would best support your body, best fuel your body to do all those other things you love doing, which is steps and working out and my job I love and feeling good with friends and family. Here's the macros that will support you in that. I just would notice some days kind of felt different the first couple of weeks because I was so irregular before. Some days I'd be like, wait, I want to eat more. And then other days I'd be like, oh my gosh, I still have like two more meals to go. This is kind of hard. And I would say the most surprising parts about macros that's still true to this day, some days when I track, it has helped me not under eat, which I think so many people kind of have this stigma against tracking your food or something. But it really, I would say it more often helps me eat more through my days than keeps me from eating food. Yeah. If that makes sense, which uh, was kind of surprising. Yeah. I'm glad you mentioned that because I do think that sometimes there's a stigma around tracking and like always tracking your food and it being seen as, oh, well, I can only eat this much, but actually you should be eating at your maintenance a majority of the time. And for a lot of women in particular, they actually don't know what their maintenance is and they don't realize like, oh, I actually should be eating a bit more than I am right now consistently. And so to your point, having those macros to kind of check in and make sure like, oh yeah, I am feeling myself appropriately. Is, it can be really huge. It's kind of cool. The last time we talked was on your Instagram live and it was a year ago. And I feel like I'm already, I, I think of things not completely different, but I've had even another year to process of kind of yeah. what does all this look like long-term? And I, I view macros now, instead of it being like a box you fit in, it, it really feels like a goal for that day a lot of times and something to, to work towards, which I still have days now and then where I just kind of don't feel good. I don't have an appetite. I'm really busy. And then that's when I will check back in on my fitness pal and my macros and my maintenance macros. And I'll be like, okay, here's your goal for the day. Like you're going to get there. So Mm -hmm. you work those meals in during your meetings and during your your assignments and stuff. Quick question, kind of jumping ahead a little bit, but are you still tracking? Do you track regularly? Are you more mindful eating? What are you doing? What are you doing now? I am not as strict as I was when we worked together when I was at maintenance. I was at maintenance when you and I worked together and I'm at maintenance now. I still consider myself at maintenance because I do I do still track, I still mindful eat, but it's it's all maintenance there. <laughs> and yeah. I would say I was about ninety-five percent or more consistent and accurate when I worked with you for three months. And that was more from a place of just, I was like, let's see if this works. Like, is this a real thing that people, (laughs) I'm seeing these pictures online. I'm hearing people talk about it. Like, is this really a real thing? So I was really dedicated to it for three months. It was, I would say like pretty much one of my number one priorities. And now I am back in grad school. I am working. I still see my family out of town a lot. Just priorities shift a little bit. And so I loved your episode. If people haven't listened to it before, just about sort of the percentage of which you're being consistent to your your routine and then kind of lining up your expectations with that. So I would say I'm at like a true maintenance right now. I don't 
change much. My clothes are the same, you know, everything's kind of the same this last year, but compared to when we worked together, I was more at like a, a little bit more, I don't know if strict's the right word, but kind of a stricter maintenance because I was trying it out and I wanted, I wanted to see what it was about at the beginning and really give it my all. And then it gets you to a place where you can be more, okay, maybe I'll track, you know, 70% of the days just sort of when it's just me in my apartment, I live alone. So it's, it's kind of easy those days to kind of check yeah. in. But if it's a weekend with my friends, absolutely not. Am I going on my fitness? Right, right. Stuff? Yeah. So that's kind of where I'm at now. I love that because that is the approach that I I really wish every woman that I work with or even the women that I don't work with, but that are gaining you know information from this podcast or from my Instagram. It's not about tracking macros forever. There are going to be some people who are like, it just, I love tracking macros. I can do it forever. For the majority of us, I truly believe that it's the foundation of what you did. You went through, you were super, super adherent and consistent for our time together. And you were able to learn during that time, the foundations of building balanced meals and what your protein goal looks like and the types of foods that help you reach those goals. And then from there, you're now able to make, I'm assuming that you're able to make more educated decisions when you are going out of town and eating meals out and things like that. My favorite foods have completely changed since dragging macros. And it's so funny because when I first like kind of stopped tracking as accurately, I then checked back in and I noticed that I was going like way over on my protein, which is totally fine. I just was like, oh my gosh, all of my favorite foods are like protein based now. (laughs) And so I need to cut it back a little because I was Uh, like going way over because, you know, when you're adding all these new foods, then you, I love everything I eat still to this day, which I think is another misconception of tracking macros is that you're just like unhappily eating things, you know, a bunch of chicken. I'm like, I eat great stuff all day. So a lot of my favorite foods now are protein rich foods. And so I had to kind of like track to almost like reel it back in a little on the protein. I mean, I definitely fell into this category years ago when I thought that healthy looked like salads as well, where it was like every day for lunch, I'd take a salad and then to be honest, I would take a salad. Would I eat the salad every day? No, I would take the salad and then I'm like, oh gosh, this is not appetizing. And then I'd get something much, much, I don't want to say worse, but like definitely was not benefiting me. And if I had just taken an approach of building a meal that I actually enjoyed, but you know, was in, I was thinking about it from like a, a macro focused approach, balanced approach. I wouldn't have had to succumb to all of those lunchtime salads. And I would have, you know, maybe seen my results happen a little bit more efficiently. So I think to your point, like having this idea of what healthy is, we keep doing air quotes around healthy just for everyone listening. What healthy (laughs) is, it doesn't have to be salads. And I think that's a huge part of this. So I kind of want to go back and and when you were learning macros, that was a big a big learning and aha moment for you was that, okay, I don't have to eat, you know, salads to see progress. Were there any other aha moments that you had that really helped you kind of evolve your mindset around food and nutrition? Yes. I will say I did not eat a salad the entire time I worked with you. (laughs) I just want to make that point clear. When people, when I'm saying I don't like salads, I don't like salads and I didn't eat a salad the entire time. 
no shade on salads. salads. That's great. Yeah. I love salads here and there. So absolutely no shades on salads, but don't feel like you have to eat salads to be healthy. That's the point of this. Yeah. Okay. Back to your question, kind of aha moments. I'm trying to think, I mean, this kind of goes more with, we kind of touched about this earlier, just like the stigma around tracking your food. And I totally get this. And and I will say it has taken me until now. And I still am sometimes uncomfortable talking about it. Even when I worked with you, I wasn't like day one working with mind and my macros. I'm counting my carbs, fats, and protein. I mean, it's a little bit like, uh, what is this? Like, are people going to judge me for this? Are they going to think it's, you know, something I shouldn't be doing? Which I also just want to point out another episode you did about our macros right for you. I don't know if that's the right thing, but just about kind of if you do have a history of eating disorders and macros is not something that you should be doing. Um, it's not a way to control your food necessarily. It's just kind of a tool in your back pocket if you want to reach certain fitness goals, sort of. So that are you that are you mind and my wellness's top listener? I feel like you know all the episodes. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm like, okay, you guys gotta listen to this one and this one. But really, and you did a great job putting in that at the beginning of the podcast. And I, I loved also that you changed the name to Mind and My Wellness. I actually really I noticed that because it is such a, a holistic thing. And I think sometimes with macros, people only hear macros. And I noticed that when I first started tracking was that was the only thing that people would notice is maybe they'd see me on my fitness pal and they'd be like, what is she doing? And it was such a small, to me, it still is such a small part of this big picture thing. But for tracking, you just really won't know and won't learn anything unless you track. And it's the same as kind of like looking at serving sizes on a, on a food label or something. And, and people do that all the time to consider kind of you know, where should I kind of eyeball this for how much butter to put in here? So I feel like the first couple of weeks were actually a really big struggle because you're starting from zero on my fitness pal. My fitness pal does not know what you like to eat. So you have to kind of teach my fitness pal by putting in your favorite meals. And the first few times you're like, I remember I would put in before your days, the, the best advice any anyone will tell you about macros is um, and Danny did a great job telling me this is to pre-log. So kind of plan out your day so that you don't hit 9 p.m. and you're like, oh gosh, I've only had half my protein and now I got to eat a bunch of beef jerky or something. So for pre-logging, I would put in like for salmon, I'd put in like, I don't know, I was like 20 grams. Like that sounds good. <laughs> and then I'd go to eat 20 grams. And I'm like, wait, this is like a bite of salmon. <laughs> so the beginning is definitely a struggle with that, just kind of learning what's the portion that I like too. It's not about serving sizes. I love pasta. So when I eat chicken sausage and pasta, I'm not putting the serving size in. I'm putting what I want to put in there that kind of fits in with my macros for the day. So I learned a lot with that. And that I think is maybe where a lot of people kind of give up because it is hard. The first week or two, you're just learning how to use this app and learning what your portions are that you like. But once you get past that part, you can just like basically copy over your, your your favorite salmon meal and then it takes two seconds compared to five minutes to put it in. So that was kind of an aha moment for the MyFitnessPal tracking part. I hope you're loving today's episode. I'm just going to guess you're tuning in today because you're wanting to gain some helpful nuggets to look and feel like the best version of yourself. Am I right about that? 
Imagine having the body that you want and the energy that you need, all while eating your favorite foods and enjoying a life well-lived. Does that sound too good to be true? Well, my friend, it's not. That's exactly why I created the Macro Accelerator Program, my four-month one-on-one coaching program designed to guide women just like you to your most healthy and confident self in 16 weeks. This one-of-a-kind program offers you support on every level, from one-on-one coaching and personalized check-ins to live expert-led group coaching calls, from daily communication, accountability, and education, to the inspiring camaraderie of our members-only community. The Macro Accelerator has everything you need to succeed, not just for today, but for the long term. This is the exact program that's helped over 400 women ditch their dieting mentalities and reveal their most confident, healthy body yet by learning exactly how to eat for their individual needs and goals. If you're looking to lose fat, build a lean tone physique, or simply want to quit dieting and discover a sustainable way of eating, with the accountability, support, and education within the Macro Accelerator program, applications are now open with limited spots available. Head on down to the show description for the link to learn more and apply or visit mindinmymacros.com. I hope to see you there. But then for actual food, I will say one of the biggest things for alcohol, I do drink alcohol when I'm out with friends and I would notice like when you're putting in something like that and you're putting in say three glasses of wine it does just kind of make you a little bit more aware of how everything kind of adds up over time. And that was a very dramatic and specific example of going search alcohol. But that was another aha moment of just kind of if you do have specific fitness goals or health goals or whatever it might be, MyFitnessPal can help you and tracking your macros can help you to kind of just see how those things add up over time. And I thought that through tracking food, I was going to see numbers when I saw my food from then on, which I was nervous about. I was like, I don't want to do that. That's like so sad to go through your life and look at a plate of food at a restaurant and see numbers. I can tell you a year and a half later, I absolutely do not see food that way. It's just a tool to just teach you kind of what are portion sizes that work best for me. So on days that I don't track, just to kind of fast forward now, I know how many ounces of chicken I like in my favorite chicken quesadilla. It's four ounces. So sometimes I'll I won't put it in my fitness pal that day, but I will, you know, measure out my chicken just the same as anyone measures things out for recipes. So the beginning is the hardest, but then once you get past the first couple of weeks, it really does become easier. And then that is how I would say it transfers into your life when you're kind of more mindful eating. You just remember the portions that you liked from my fitness pal and what worked best to reach your specifically protein goal that day, because it's hard at first. Oh yeah. I completely agree. <laughs> I think like anything new, there's always going to be a learning curve. There's always going to be a little bit of resistance at the beginning. But honestly, to your to your point, my fitness pal, or there are a lot of other tracking apps too, but they do make it significantly easier. I feel old because TikTok just completely, uh, I don't know. I just, I can't get on the posting on TikTok because I Me just- either. But anyway, you know, I'm an Instagram girl through and through. Yes, you are. (laughs) But similarly, with a tracking app, like it just takes time to learn it. Mm -hmm. And then once you learn it, it becomes totally second nature. And and like you said, there's 
a ton of tips and tricks. I actually have a full mini course taking you through all of the commonly asked questions I get in terms of how to track certain things like alcohol, like you said, meals out, and it can be very, very easy. I'm glad you mentioned that because it is definitely the trickiest thing I see with most people at the beginning, but it's about, you know, a two week learning curve. And then after that, it just like, gets so much easier over time. And then you start to learn about the food that you're eating and you can more easily make decisions again, like when you're out and about or eyeballing things and and just making sure that you're getting enough protein, but also carbs and fat too, Mm -hmm. to Mm -hmm. to suit your meals. (laughs) Now, Let's go back a little bit. The time that we worked together, what milestones did you see or what goals did you feel like you accomplished during that time? Four goals. So I feel like we should talk about when you asked me, do I want to do a cut or do I want to do maintenance? (laughs) Okay. Because that was like, just, it's such a hard question to be asked when Danny basically during our intake, so this was a couple of years ago now, but she was like, do you want to lose fat or do you want to build muscle? And I just think as women, it's like so hard to say no to that lose fat option. But I was just really like, no, I I want to build muscle. That was my whole point of being with you. So I did choose that option and we did maintenance to help build muscle. And as far as milestones, I just feel like I didn't have many, I didn't set very strict goals. I don't like goals of like, I want to lose 10 pounds these three months or something, or I want to lose this many inches. I just focused more on my system that I had in place, which was step goal of 12,000, which I'd been doing for a while. Three Stanley's, which comes out to 120 ounces of water a day, five Sadie active workouts um, on her app that week, and then hit my maintenance macros. Like those were my goals was how yep. I kind of viewed it. And then I viewed our program as can I stay as consistent as possible. Again, kind of aiming for that 95% because it was such a priority for me at the time. Um, and it still is, but now it's more like embedded in my lifestyle. Whereas this was the beginning and I was like, how am I going to building routine get all this in? Yeah. Yeah. And so I was very consistent with it. And I think that was as far as I let my mind go, as far as goals kind of, because I was like, I just want this routine because it makes me feel good. But then with the goal of building muscle, I did just notice more with the strength training. I would go up on my favorite one is for bicep curls. I finally graduated (laughs) last year from like 15s to 20s, which I'm still stuck at 20s, but I... It's okay. So am I. I mean, that was really where I saw milestones. And then there was weight loss at maintenance because it was my first time tracking macros and I had never eaten that consistently that much protein to help me build muscle. And then just all of those things that I was doing, those are all, you know, strength training and eating enough protein. Those are what go into you losing weight. So I think I thought that those were, uh, is it mutually exclusive? You know, yep. that you, mm-hmm. you, you can only lose weight in a cut or something, you know, that's just yeah. not, that's not the case. I think if it's your first time tracking macros, everyone's different. I know that, but I'd say for milestones for that, I noticed like clothes kind of started getting bigger. So I noticed a complete like (laughs) body transformation really. And I, I use, I mean, I, to this day will use your before and after photos because what we did was yes, the consistency with your nutrition was huge. Getting consistent and 
Consistent doesn't mean you need to eat low calories. Like to your point, you are an epitome of just eating at maintenance, what that can do for the body and just getting consistent and just eating enough protein. And we saw such body recomposition change in such a short amount of time, honestly, it was remarkable. But then also you were feeling really great. And I just remember we were at maintenance and I'm like, Hey, I think we should test increasing your calories a little. And you were a little nervous. You were like, like, eat more, eat more. And I'm like, yeah, your body is responding so well. And so what did we do to like 200 more calories? We bumped it up twice. I think so. Like maybe a yeah. hundred and then a hundred. Yeah. Yep. Yep. We had, we had like two increases over that period of time and your body just responded so well. And that is, I mean, kudos to you for being so open-minded coming in with either because you were in a spot where you hadn't been dieting. So if you wanted to reduce body fat, we could have gone into a deficit, but you chose to build muscle. And ultimately I I think that that really set you up for all future success because you focused on building muscle first, first, which is ultimately what I oftentimes will recommend is if you go into a deficit immediately, you're not always going to be ecstatic with the end result because you don't have that underlying muscle to expose and then you just look like a smaller version of yourself. So you are a great example of spending time at maintenance. You spent so much time at maintenance, really pushing, you know, what is your maintenance, discovering what that maintenance is, focusing on just building that solid, consistent routine, which has served you since then to experience some body recomposition. Then can you tell us since we've worked together, what has it looked like? Have you entered a calorie deficit? I think you did for a little bit. I think I already forgot about it. It was so short. (laughs) We, well, we did it together for like a month. You're, I was like, okay, like, will you help me do this for one month? Because I was nervous about a cut because I love maintenance. I am maintenance's biggest fan. And there were days where maintenance, like I said, was still kind of feel like, do I want to eat more than maintenance? You know, so I was like, a cut, like a cut doesn't sound fun. And I know I only know my case, but I feel like, I mean, cuts are more difficult, I think. And I noticed it when I did a cut for maybe like six weeks last fall or so. I I reversed myself out of it pretty fast. I was like, I love maintenance. I'm going to go back there. But I just wanted to try. But you you do have to be, again, talking about just priorities and stuff. A cut, I do think, is you just kind of got to know where you're at in life. And I was kind of like, okay, I I did that. But then after a month, I was like, you know what? I just kind of have some other things I want to focus on right now. I love maintenance. It's not... A, a cut or nothing. It's like maintenance is also a great place to oh go. Gosh. And I have been there ever since. So that yeah. was last November. I did like a six week cut, but I, I might, I don't know. I might do one again. Not that you even asked, but I'm like, now yeah. I'm thinking, I'm like, hmm, maybe I'll try it again when I'm a little bit more, you know. Yeah. But I think that's, that's a, a priority, really, <laughs> yeah, it's a really great point because so often we'll just like try to force ourselves into a calorie deficit, but mm-hmm. If your metabolism's not in the right spot, which yours yours definitely was because you've spent so much time at maintenance, if your metabolism isn't in a healthy position to enter a fat loss phase, or if mentally you're just not ready for a fat loss phase, or if it's a busy time, it's going to be really hard mm-hmm. to adhere yeah. to a fat loss phase. So 
also kudos to you for understanding that and then going through the proper phase of like reverse dieting out of it. So I want to quickly touch on, because you mentioned you're a nurse and you have quite a lot of experience as a night nurse. What has macros and building a sustainable lifestyle like you have, what has that taught you that can help benefit you while your night shift working or, you know, shift working in general? So I did nights and day shifts for four and a half years. I would switch on and off about six months ago. I got straight day shifts. So I'm out of the the night shift life, but I really did get a good routine. It took me years and it took me until I found you and copied your whole routine to get to a good place for night shift because you're just so messed up. And especially your appetite uh, your sleep schedule is off. You're awake all night. A lot of people get really nauseous on night shift. I was pounding ginger ale all the time because I was so nauseous at work and saltine crackers. And again, I just like didn't have any sort of structure. And so I would go, I'd skip like two meals at a time. And then through macros and maintenance macros, I, when I started working with you, you just have to be very um, prepped. So for night shift, a lot of nurses, just in general too, for any shift or any shift worker, we meal prep already. It's it's not, I think sometimes people think maybe that's just macros or people, you know, bodybuilders or something. People meal prep just because they're uh, a nurse a lot. So I wasn't the best at doing that until macros. And then I kind of had to bring food to work and stuff. I couldn't just go to the cafeteria always. So I got a really good routine of finding out what works best for me. And this is not for everyone, but I eat like pretty much the same thing on days that I work because it's only, I only work like two to three days a week. And I found that that helped me just kind of not stress about what am I eating for these three night shifts in a row? You know, it's the night before three in a row and you're like, oh my gosh, I have, I don't know, nine to 12 meals or something to figure out right now. And so it just became really easy for me to just meal prep breakfast, meal prep lunch, meal prep dinner. And I would just bring it all to work and I would eat that throughout the night. And that was kind of, that's kind of stayed my routine even through day shift is just to prep. And it's usually like very similar foods that are just easy. I always have them in my, um, one of my lunch is a turkey wrap. I just always have fresh turkey and then everything else is just kind of ready to go in my, in my kitchen. So that was kind of a game changer because then it's about three days a week that you know you are going to be consistent with with your nutrition. And I found what worked best for me to get through those 12-hour shifts. Like when when was I the most hungry? When was I the most nauseous? You know, how how can I help that? And then yeah. once I figured that out, it was like, okay, I'm eating every few hours. That helps me not get too nauseous and stuff like that. I was gonna ask meal timing. Did you find a good cadence that worked for you? I'm like a five mealer. I eat like a small breakfast when I wake up, a larger breakfast a couple hours later, a lunch, a dinner, and like a post dinner. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I need, I like eating like every couple hours something. Uh-huh. That's what I kind of do at work yeah. too. Okay. So going back to your time learning macros, we work together. What would you say the biggest outcome or the biggest takeaway you have from that time? of really understanding and applying macros to your life, working together, all of that, what would you say that biggest outcome has been for you? If I could 
go back. I'm always so dramatic thinking of going back to my past self and what I would tell her back in November of 2021 when I was just so anxious, so sad. And all of these things being step goal, water goal, consistent workouts, specifically strength training, and then tracking macros to kind of find a good maintenance to hang out at has led to my fifth favorite thing, which is like all of these mindset changes that come with having this routine, uh, which there's so many. And <laughs> if you ever want to do another podcast, I'm like, you should just literally <laughs> go through lessons that like having a routine in life transfers yeah. into your actual life. But that is, that is really it is that all of these things, it's not about the workout in the gym for an hour. It, it's me showing up for that workout and me planning for that workout and, and going to it and making time for myself. And then how that has transferred into my career and just like my friendships and just my mental health has been so significant. And that's the part that I always wish I could tell people because people just get so narrowed in, I think, on macros and that one part. But it is such a piece of a bigger puzzle that will completely transform your life if you let it. And you just have to kind of give into the, I don't know if uncomfortable is the right word, but it is hard. Like the beginning is hard, but once you change your lifestyle, which is what will happen if you add in step goal, water goal, a consistent workout routine, and even tracking macros, like you will notice a dramatic change in your lifestyle. And it's hard at first, but then you'll look around one day and be like, this is a lot better than where I was at before. And it's just really helped me kind of learn the overall lesson of just like focusing on your system instead of just your goal. Because if you focus on your goal, what do you do when you get there? You know, this is this is not me. I'm I'm talking from all the people who have published things saying this, but yeah. What do you do when you get there? You're just like, okay, well now what? But when you have a system that you love, which I love these things. I do these things now for a couple of years, whatever it's been, and I have not changed a single thing, which I think is so cool. Like I was coming from a place of being all over the place, never being consistent. And I have not changed. I still have the cut goal or the step goal. That was your <laughs> step goal when you were in a cut, when I followed you. <laughs> like oh, I just haven't yeah. touched it. I'm like 12,000 like works for me, which yeah, because I'm like on my feet all You're day. Busy. I don't recommend yeah. that to anyone. Yeah. yeah. But I just haven't wanted to touch it because I just love it, which there's nothing wrong with, you know, wanting to switch up your routine. But it's been such a rock for me for the rest of my my life that is the other 14 hours that I'm awake or something. Yeah. I don't know. So I think that's been the biggest thing is it's it's more than just macros. <laughs> that's what I just always yeah. tell people. I love seeing this transformation in my clients and I've seen it in myself where you just feel more confident in the choices that you're making and the routine that you build, it supports this you that you want to be like it's it makes you feel really good it it makes you feel confident it motivates you and so i'm so glad that you you felt that way with it i love seeing that that transformation yeah. mentally still feeling that way I, i'm like i'm going nowhere i got no no plans <laughs> to change anything good okay so last question that i have for you for anybody listening who is maybe on the fence about committing to their health or starting macros or seeking out guidance or a coach, what advice would you give them? I would say definitely get a coach. 
just because I think one of the most surprising things about kind of the beginning of a fitness journey is it can feel really lonely at times. And that definitely surprised me. And it felt like the first few months when I was just following you on Instagram and stuff, you were like this friend I had that you didn't know me, but I would DM you. And I'd be like, <laughs> hey, like how much water do you drink today? And then I ended up working with you and it was like having someone weekly to kind of just be your accountability and also cheer you on. You're basically just signing up to have a cheerleader and who doesn't want that? And there's so much to learn. You're such a sponge at the beginning. I actually, I almost like envy people who are like at the beginning of all of this because I'm like, it is so fun. The beginning, even though we're talking so much throughout all this about, about the challenges, the benefits are just like so much greater than the parts that are hard just push through, push through those hard times. But having a coach just makes it like so much better because you have someone to ask all your questions, to tell all your wins to, because your friends, or at least my friends, they don't want to know how many steps I was at that day. I do tell everyone, I still do put it on my Instagram story, but no one cares. But your coach will care and your coach will be excited for you and can also just kind of guide you when you feel like you're you're getting you're you're getting a little down or it's it's hard and it's not forever too i think that's the main thing is like all of this is just to learn and a few months like you can do anything for a few months and it might change your life which is what happened with me and so that's what i just would tell people starting out is if you think this is right for you probably just go for it I obviously highly recommend Danny. She's not paying me to say this. <laughs> I say to this day, it's been two years and I, I honestly, it's just by chance I clicked on you and you are actually the only person that I follow. I might follow like one other fitness person, but I'm just like, I, I'm kind of out of that zone of sponge phase where I'm like, I've got my routine. I love it. But when you're in that sponge phase, it's just, it's honestly like really beautiful. And I just hope that people kind of lean into that because you just don't know what will happen. Yeah, absolutely. I I do love what you said about your friends and having support because it really can make or break an experience who you're surrounding yourself with in the sense of making sure that if you have a specific goal in mind, and maybe like you, that was just creating this new lifestyle that felt good, that motivated you, that had you just feeling like your best self. If you don't have anyone else that you can talk to about that or share those wins with or vent to, it can feel very challenging to continue to push through and you know see through those changes. So having some sort of support um, well, I'm glad that you sought out that support one and two, that I could be that support for you and, and mm-hmm. carry that goal of really defining that new routine for you. Well, thank you so much for sharing. But you never, you never know. Maybe, maybe two years later, your macro coach will ask you to be on their podcast. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> And truly, I will happen. Yeah, I asked Ellie to be on this podcast because I have just seen such a transformation in you you are the epitome of putting what you've learned to action in a sustainable way. And 
yes, at the beginning, you dove into macros, you gave it your all, you were very consistent, you saw amazing body transformation in terms of body recomp fairly quickly. But you have also applied that to your lifestyle. And I watch your stories when you're in Michigan and you are getting, what is it, the ice cream? What is it that you oh, always yeah. get? I get either ice cream or an oatmeal chocolate chip cookie co- every day. The cookie. <laughs> yes, that. Yeah. You're always getting that. And I'm like, yes, girl, this is balance. Uh-huh. Like this yep. is what I want more people to experience. And so you are yeah. a walking example of that. So thank you so much for coming on and sharing your story. I really, truly think that, like I said, you are just the epitome of balance and taking what you've learned and putting it to action. So I really appreciate you sharing your story with us. Thanks for having me. Anytime. I'm like, should we do it again? (laughs) (laughs) You're welcome back anytime. We're kind of averaging every year. We just kind of do a little chat publicly. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Thank you. Uh, Thank you. If you listen to today's episode and you're thinking, this is what I need. Well, you are in luck. I now have applications open for the macro accelerator program. This is my one-on-one coaching program designed to not only guide you and provide accountability, but also teach you and educate you so that you can sustain results for a lifetime. Spots are limited. So for more information and how to apply, head on over to mindandmymacros.com forward slash TMA for more information. Or you can head on over to my show notes to find the link. As always, thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Mind and My Wellness podcast. Until next week, keep minding your wellness.